Hello and welcome to a live edition of the Cyclone Insider podcast and live stream. I'm Travis Hines. He's Randy Peterson of the Des Moines Register here coming to you about 23, 24 hours uh, removed from the news that four Iowa State athletes, three current, one former, were hit with criminal complaints stemming from the Iowa Department of Criminal Investigations probe into gambling at both Iowa State and Iowa among its student athletes. Obviously, at this time, if you're watching the show, you uh, undoubtedly know the details, but to go through them quickly, uh, the, the, the biggest story of note for Iowa State football is starting quarterback Hunter Deckers was charged with tampering with records, as was re, uh, reserve offensive lineman Dodge Souser and wrestler Peniro Johnson, former Iowa State defensive lineman Eni Uazarike, also charged with tampering with um, records, essentially being accused of using third parties to conceal their identities, to place bets uh, that were either made when they were underage or when they were not supposed to be betting um, for a variety of different reasons, most notably in Deckers' case. Uh, beyond being underage, is that it was against NCAA rules. And he is alleged to have bet on an Iowa State football game against Oklahoma State in 2021. Iwazarike is accused of betting on two Iowa State games in 2021. And I believe Souser was accused of betting on four games uh, in last year's football season. Uh, pretty tough stuff, Randy. With the Decker stuff, you will... We have a statement from his attorneys, you know, denying the charges, um, also saying he's going to sit out fall camp, given what we've learned. It's hard, though I guess not impossible, to envision Hunter Deckers playing a snap for Iowa State this year or even into the future. Uh, but pretty tough, tough news for the Iowa State football team, past and present, and for an Iowa State athletic department that's now going to have to deal with allegations of players betting on their own games. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I don't even know where you want to start on all this, Travis. It's, it's, it's bad. It's the reputation of the players that that bet. There, that's shot at least for a while. Um, the stain on college football um, that's left in the in the in the wake. I think that's that's going to continue to grow as as gambling becomes even more even more prevalent and we all know that it's it's happening elsewhere but it's it was just that the athletes at Iowa State and Iowa triggered the the right or wrong uh, mechanisms on on what they were betting um yeah it, it's it's unfortunate um but it's a fact of life that that we're going to have to live with I guess um I wasn't surprised at what we discovered yesterday I, maybe I was yeah I was surprised at what we discovered yesterday because the, the betting on the own on their own teams on their own games that's 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 allegedly. about alleged allegedly yes thanks that's about as egregious um as it gets and people want to know about will there be more um Iowa State announced Back in May, that I don't remember the number exactly, but but they set a number, approximately and fifteen. Yeah, we haven't seen that many yet. What have we seen? Four. So, but recurrent. Yes, yes. It was fifteen that, current student athletes. 
Yes. And that, I guess what that, what that could mean. And it probably does mean is that the rest of them didn't break any, anything, didn't do anything criminally wrong. And that their, um, their issue was with, is with the NCAA. Yeah. I mean, the, the DCI did release a statement saying that the investigation remains ongoing, that there could be further charges filed, but obviously when you have the four charged in Story County yesterday and correspondingly in Johnson County, a number of University of Iowa student athletes uh, being charged, that would suggest that this was, I don't know if it's the end, but this is a batch, certainly. Um, but to your point, Randy, just if, if this is the end, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the end of right. potential suspensions for Iowa State and Iowa uh, student athletes given the near total ban on sports wagering from the NCAA. I mean, obviously the uh, the through line here with this group is betting either on their own sport or on their own school. And that seems I, – I, I'm not going to speak, I guess, for the DCI or the Story County Attorney, but that seems notable that all, all of these were included, were betting on their own school or their own sport or their own team, I should say. And you know, none of them are charged with underage gambling, even though that is alleged. And that tr- tracks That's, with kind of our understanding of the whole right. situation is that underage gambling probably was not going to raise to the level of charges uh, in this just because it is not viewed particularly seriously. Um, but if of the 12, approximately 12 student athletes that we don't know of uh, that were part of this probe, at least initially, um, they could still face NCAA re- repercussions if they were betting on games, even if it was on sports, not their own. And I guess, you know, we'll find out potentially football wise on Friday when Iowa State hosts its media day, what that is exactly going to look like. We're not entirely sure, um, but hopefully we get a little bit of clarity, at least about who may still be involved in this. Cause obviously that's, that's the the next piece of this. And, you know, that's we haven't even really talked about the enormity of losing your starting quarterback a month before camp starts or before the right. season starts. Yes, and and to be quite honest with you, I don't I'm not certain that he had that job locked up anyway. But from everything that I've been hearing and you've heard it as well, Rocco Beck has looked decent in camp. Um or in during during spring the spring ball and, and during summer conditioning. Um, so I'm led to believe that that was going to be some sort of open competition anyway. But but let's let's back up for for a minute. People people have been asking how that got flagged, what they did, and you and I had heard a long time ago that that it was because um, they were the the pinging or whatever that the ding the pinging of the of the of the um, the betting apps triggered. A, in places that aren't normally um, considered to be places where you bet, i.e., according to the documents, according to the documents released last night or yesterday, that they were um, betting in facil- in places that are generally off limits to the public. Now, what's that mean? To me, that's the football facility. Um, and that kind of jives with, with what we'd been hearing. So that's, that's where that, 
where that started. And that's why so many, um, at least at Iowa State, they're they're betting in in that. Well, I guess it's not a, even a, a total football facility. It's an all sports um, facility. So that that's that jives with what with what um, with what we've heard. So yeah, I mean, it's the you, you brought up tomorrow or Friday at at, at media day. Wow, that's uh, um, you and I have both covered. This will be our eighth Matt Campbell press conference. And this could be this is going to could be the most um, intriguing, I guess the word might be, um, because we could take a half hour asking Matt Campbell questions, um, everything from when he knew um, to how the you know what's Iowa State going to do as far as a quarterback's concerned to are the are it is anybody um, suspended to what preventative measures can you take or can Iowa State take to, to see that this happens no longer? Do you check cell phones at the door? Do you, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what you do, but there's just a, a litany of questions that, that are still unanswered. And I'm, and we'll leave Friday morning at the, at the media days with as many questions as, as, as we have answers, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see more of the investigation unfold and more documents presumably being made public. I mean, in uh, Hunter Deckers' attorney's st statement late last night, it seemed to intimate that this was, their position would be that this is a, a shared account and that uh, Deckers didn't do anything wrong. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see them flesh that out. Uh, the state alleges that it has evidence, data that would suggest bets came from all of these individual players' own cell phones and from locations such as their university residences and other places not open to the public, as you mentioned, Randy. So we'll see you know, how all that unfolds, but that may be a difficult argument to make, or maybe it's the truth. I guess we'll, we'll find out. I mean, that's... Uh, that's how this goes in the legal system. But on the flip side, you know, while these players have the presumption of innocence on the legal side, they do not have that on the NCAA side. You know, once they are faced with a credible allegation that may render them ineligible, they're essentially treated as guilty until they can prove themselves otherwise. And I think that's a big reason why we're seeing, or we could see on Friday, players held out even if they weren't charged, because if they were involved in this investigation, it's, you know, typically would be incumbent upon Iowa State to report that to the NCAA, which they said they did back in May. And then those players, until the NCAA can clear them, are presumed ineligible and would not be allowed to compete by Iowa State in competitions, in games. Because if they were to allow them and it comes out, okay, they really were ineligible and you let them play, you're talking forfeiture, you're talking institutional uh, sanctions from the NCAA. It is just far too risky um, for Iowa State to do that. So that's why you're potentially, even if guys are not criminally charged, why they could be held out of games while all of this gets adjudicated by the NCAA. And the timeline for that, who the, who the hell knows? I mean, it's the NCAA. It's incredibly complicated. I mean, Randy, you looked through these criminal complaints yesterday and you know within them are these individual betting numbers betting slips essentially or betting My identification gosh, yeah. numbers 
that apparently the DCI, you know, went through, according to their narrative, you know, potentially match to a location and to a singular phone. You know, that's pretty detailed level stuff that I imagine took them a long time. You know, we've, we've known about this for three months. In the criminal complaint, it says the investigation started in early 2023, early. so probably longer than three months. And then the NCAA is going to have to essentially do its own due diligence here where that could take quite a bit of time. So it's a difficult situation for Iowa State football to be in if there are just period the way things are right now with your starting quarterback and potentially three players betting on their own games, allegedly. And then if there are further players and if there's players that are noteworthy contributors, just a really difficult spot for Iowa State to be in, even with the decreased penalties by the NCAA, if you're doing, you know, kind of the more run-of-the-mill betting where if you're a Iowa State football player betting on the NBA, that is a no-no, but it is not viewed in, in the same realm as betting on your own games or your own school. Betting on your own game has taken this on your own teams, on your own games, even if you're not playing. That's yeah, that's that's taken this to another level in my in my mind. Um, Deckers allegedly, yeah, voted or voted bet um, on the on games in 2021 when he was when he was on the roster, but he did not play in. That that doesn't make any difference. He still had inside knowledge of what of of the playbook. He had Iowa State inside knowledge of who was available practicing, who was injured, who wasn't. Um, he had all that, all that stuff. So I I I cannot give a pass on on any of this. Maybe I can give a pass on some athletes who who yeah they broke the NCAA rule and they bet on games, but not games Iowa State or not college games involving Iowa State athletes. But, man, do, when you bet on your own game, and, and, and we saw also we among the reports we got, and I don't think we've talked about that yet, um, former Iowa State player, Ina Iwazarike, he's, he's been suspended in the NFL for this, for this season, indefinitely, indefinitely suspended starting this season. And they went back to whatever year it was and, and yeah, to 21 and found that he was betting on Iowa state games. And those are games in which he played. Those are games in which he made multiple tackles. He was an all big 12 performer. <coughs> he was a fourth round draft choice by the Broncos. That's pretty darn egregious as well. So, and before people say that this is they're just picking on Iowa State, I doubt that this is the only place this is happening. It's it's the only place that that raised where red flag was raised. Yeah, I mean, I I have no idea about that other than you know we have seen investigations in other places across the country, but definitely not yet to this degree. I would imagine. That probably changes because I do agree, Randy. It seems incredibly improbable, if not impossible, that this is only going on at Iowa State. You know, I think whatever yeah. is happening at Iowa State, I think you can reasonably draw the assumption that you know there's an analog to it in football programs and athletic departments across the country. Um, but regardless, you know, when we've been talking about this for the last three months, after the Iowa Gaming Commission came out and said no markets were compromised, I think everyone kind of had the assumption 
that we are probably looking at underage gambling, um, maybe proxy betting as being, you know, the grave issue here. And certainly with these players being charged with tampering with records, the proxy betting is an issue. But from a sports perspective, from a university perspective, um, the gambling allegedly on your own games elevates this to a new a level that I do not think most people were anticipating um, you know, in their assumptions about what that what would be uncovered after that Iowa Gaming Commission statement. And maybe maybe no betting markets were uh, compromised by this, either by you know, for whatever, however that is measured or investigated. But certainly this is a, uh, a thing, a situation where if true, is going to be hugely problematic for everyone involved and for betting markets uh, going forward. And to your point, like this is probably not going away. I mean, we've seen it in the NFL now the last couple of years too. This is, again, I do. I think you'd have to be pretty naive to think that this is a an Iowa State issue or an Iowa issue. This is when you have it on your phone and it's legal in your state. I think that's a, a pretty big temptation for a lot of players. So, so where do we go from here? Where does Iowa State go from here as far as as far as a quarterback concerned? I'm, I'm guessing it's 100% Rocco Rocco Becht, um, who was the backup. He played very little last year. Um, I'm guessing that true freshman JJ Cole gets a darn good look, and Iowa State went Campbell went out in May in May and got or June actually maybe at some point in there and got. Um, a junior college or a quarterback transfer from, from Butte community college. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they do that quarterback situation. And, and especially coming off a four and eight season, Iowa state doesn't need another four and eight season. And before that it was seven and six with maybe the best array, not maybe with the best array of players that Iowa state had. So this is going to be really interesting how they do that. And like you've t- said a couple of times, you know, you and I've talked about today, <clears throat> that you've got a new quarterback, new quarterback coach, a new offensive coordinator, all trying to to rewrite the, to get the ship steering straight again after going four and eight overall, including one and eight in the Big Twelve last year. Yeah, four and eight, one and eight, one of the worst offenses in the country. New coordinator, in a national controversy scandal situation, circumstance, however you want to phrase it, uh, that is enveloping you the week you start. And it is a real, like there, who knows what ultimately is going to happen. You know, you can see scenarios where they rally around and the new coordinator and the new offensive line coach make a huge difference. And, you know, they score 40 points a game, like whatever. I mean, maybe, but you're starting behind the eight ball in a way you do not want to be starting the season for a variety of, of reasons that are all quite obvious. And by the way, the DCI announced today, it's an ongoing investigation and more charges may ultimately be coming. So this is not done where, you know, this is a a big chapter of the story, but it's not necessarily over yet. And uh, just a bad place for the Iowa state football, for Iowa state athletics to be in bad place for university of Iowa football and athletics to be in right now. And still uh, a ways to go. I think, Before it's done, unlike us, we are out of time. He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines. This has been the Cyclone Insider live stream. Uh, Be sure to check us out if you missed any of the show on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks for listening and watching. We'll catch you next time.